Welcome to another episode of Cindy Says. If it's your first time tuning in, Lord help you because this episode and the ones after this one are going to be a little bit different. Things are a little different today on the podcast because Tina's not here. It's just me, Gina, with Buster and Clementine in the podcast lounge talking to you. Why is Tina not here? Where is she? She's in Nebraska doing stuff for work. She is helping lead the festival. I can't even remember what it's actually called, but it's called Festival. They're doing a thespian festival for all of the high school students in the International Thespian Association. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, she's on a work trip in Nebraska for the next 11 days, and she's going to be doing work in the theater for a like 4,000 students, chaperones and vendors. And she's really excited. She's there now. She landed this morning and she's not going to be here with us on this little journey. We're taking this little side podcast venture. Um, here's what we're going to do for the next couple episodes of the podcast. We're going to just be hanging out, just me and you. So if this is your first time tuning in, I apologize. Go back to the old stuff because we're going to be really digging deep and I have absolutely no idea where this is going. We are going to be traveling together because I've been kind of depressed lately. I've been depressed for a bit of some time, just feeling bummed out in general, and I have not been able to figure out why. I'm not interested in talking to anyone. Normally on this podcast, we bring in awesome guests. We have some fun. We watch bad movies. We find out about their lives. We talk to them. We have a good time. And I've just not been interested in talking to anyone. And if you're one of my friends listening to this right now, don't take it personally. Don't think, is it just me? Does she not want to talk to just me? No, I don't want to talk to anyone. And I also am depressed enough to think no one cares whether I want to talk to anybody or not. No one's listening to this being like, oh no, Gina doesn't like me. No, like I, I, I'm not that audacious enough to think that that many people care. We've not done a podcast for months. So the fact that like you're listening right now is awesome. Hello. I'm going to be working through some stuff on this podcast while I'm living home alone for 11 days. I've been working with my therapist to try and figure out what's wrong. He thinks it's a bad idea for someone as extroverted as me to just completely um, shut down and not talk to anybody. But I just genuinely just don't feel like dealing with anyone. We're in the adoption process. We've been waiting to get matched for seven months. Social media shows me everyone's beautiful babies being born literally every day. Welcome to the world, Wyatt. Um, He's the newest one that came about, but seriously, there was another baby born like two days earlier. Like it's just constant babies and I love them. I love babies. I love that my friends are gaining family members, but it's just getting to be a little grating. And so you might say, oh, then get off social media. My job involves being in charge of social media. So, I mean, like, it's there. I'm seeing it. I can't avoid it. Um, and also, I don't want to be a bitter person. I want to be excited for people growing their families. So, I know that there's a bit of discomfort with the adoption. I know that I'm getting sick and tired of waiting. We've been in the adoption process since, since January of 2018. This time, two years ago, we were trying to get Tina pregnant. Um... So I know that there's definite sadness there, but I, I don't really know exactly what the deal is. So my therapist and I sat down and he's like, well, how are you going to survive these 11 days being home alone with nothing to do? 
And I said, well, I don't want to talk to anyone. And he commented that I'm like super black and white. It's either I want to hang out with everybody and do all the things, or I don't want to talk to anybody at all. Like there's no gray area with me. And we talked about whether or not I might be just kind of like overdoing it. We've been doing a lot of stuff with the adoption. We did the Easter egg express where we delivered the Easter eggs. We did the Overlook Lodge event where we had people, all of our friends come out and participate in an awesome raffle. We've done a lot of stuff and I definitely feel some burnout. And one of the things that my therapist said is you're being a human doing versus a human being. And I thought that meant a lot to me. When he said it, it just clicked with me. He didn't even have to explain it to me. Human doing versus human being. And so what we're going to be exploring in these next couple episodes of the podcast is can I survive 11 days doing what I genuinely want to do, which is not talk to anyone? And can I rediscover what it means to be a human being? Because basically through 2019 and even to an extent in 2018, it's churning out podcast content. It's delivering things for the adoption to make things happen. It's working. It's doing, it's doing, doing, doing without really taking time to be. And I've gone through some questions with myself of like, well, who am I? What do I even like to do? Am I doing this podcast because I feel like I have to? Or am I doing it because I want to? What's going on? And I really, I would, I, you might be sitting here thinking like, oh, she should just go like get out of her bubble and just go be social. I don't have any inkling to want to like go hang out with people. I just want to like cloister myself at home and hide in a bubble. And so... Today is day one of the 11 day challenge. I woke up this morning, Tina had left the house at 4.15 in the morning and I had to get the dogs ready to like be home alone. I had to get up, get dressed, make the house run and leave, making sure everybody was taken care of, the turtles are taken care of, the dogs are taken care of. Did it, drove to work, did my work, things were going great. But then I started driving home And every couple minutes, I'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, I have to go home alone. And there's no one there to talk to about my day. There's no one there. Tina's not there. I'm going to be by myself. I don't know if I can do it. And then the other part of me is like, you got this. We don't want to talk to anybody. You got this. We're going to come up with some activities to do. And we're just going to hang out just and not deal with anybody. And it's going to be awesome. And then I'd drive for a little bit longer. And then I'd just start breathing faster and be like, How am I going to survive 11 days without talking to anybody? And then the other side of me said, hey, you just have to get through today. And then we'll figure out tomorrow when tomorrow's here. So I feel like that's kind of good. I feel like that's being in the present moment. And so I did what everybody does when they have issues. I started Googling some stuff. I got out a piece of paper and I Googled ways. I, I basically Googled human being versus human doing. And I looked up some things and they made a list of things to do if you're overdone. And I've written some of them down. I'm going to share them with you because I have thoughts. I realize I have so many opinions. I don't need Tina to sit here to tell her my opinions. I can just tell them to the microphone because I've got thoughts. So one of the first things it said is read a book. I'm not a book reader. I read one book last year. In 2018, I read the book 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I purchased a book from Half Price Books for a dollar that I really want to read. It's sitting upstairs. And every time I pick it up, I'm like, eh, I want to read this. So read a book, eh. 
there are so many of my friends that are just like huge book readers and I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I think it's because I am too much of a human doing and I want to be multitasking. I want to be able to knit and take in a story. I want to be able to do two things at once, like listen to something and drive somewhere. And so reading a book is just not in my vocabulary, but it's definitely something I want to work on, but I, I don't think I want to do it for this 11 day challenge. The next thing that it said was think about who you are. I'm going to quote Carrie Byron from Mythbusters and call that a bunch of hippie crystal gripping nonsense. Like what do you think about who you are? That's a really existential question. Like what, how do you even start? Like what are the discussion questions for thinking about who you are? Like, like who, where do you get off? Where do you get off being who you are? Why are you this way? Maybe I'm too negative. Think about who you are. Ugh. I got other things to do. I don't know. I already feel like this is the boring part of the Mark Marin podcast where you're just waiting for him to talk to Kristen Bell and you're just like zipping through this part and waiting for like the guitar solo so you can hear his interview with the celebrity. I hate to bring, break this to you guys. This podcast, this episode is just going to be the Mark Marin episode beginning part where he just tells you about how he went for a run and he was really worn out from it. And he's done like a thousand of these things and he's way more interesting than I am. So feel free to just like sign off and just get me the clicks and just not listen. But see, that's bad self-esteem again too. Think about who I am. I don't even know what that means. Do you think about who you are? When is the last time you stopped and thought about who you are? I don't think that makes me a more complete person if I do that. Anyway, so then the next thing that I read, because at this point my eyes were about rolling out of my head. I was like, this is so dumb. I read another one and it said, sit on the porch. So one of the ideas is just to kind of sit and be without doing something. And I would love to sit on my porch. One of the first things that I fell in love with, with this house that I live in, with Christina Teed, one of the first things I loved, we didn't even have to walk into the building. I loved the porch. It had a swinging bench. It had a nice covered porch. It was lovely. And I was like, this is everything I've ever dreamt of in my life. And I want to buy this house. The problem with sitting on the porch is that I have a neighbor across the street that's always sitting on her porch. And it's like, we're just staring at each other from across the street. And our street's relatively busy. And like I said, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. And the, what's even more awkward is engaging in a staring contest with a retiree. And the thing that's really annoying about this neighbor, and she's a very nice person. She's very helpful. She's very nice and warm. We had our British friends over last month, our friends Kaz, Brett, and their boys, Zachary and Leo. And the first day they got here, we took them on a walk around the neighborhood because Buster and Clementine were really excited to meet them and everybody was super hyper. So we started our walk. And as we walked by this neighbor's house, I said hello to her. And I was like, hi, these are our friends from England. They're in from out of town. And she said, hi, it's nice to see you. And Tina said, they came to our wedding. And she's like, yeah, they were here. The last time they were here was six years ago, wasn't it? That blue me away. It blew Tina away and it sure as heck disarmed our British friends because she was right on the money. She remembered to the year the last time they had visited our house. Is she taking notes? 
Does she have a captain's log? How does she remember that it was exactly six years ago that they had been over at our house? And it was like a running joke for the whole time our friends were here. But at the same time, it was also like she was confirming my suspicions this entire time. This entire time I've been like, she's keeping track of everything that's happening on this street. So not only did she confirm my suspicion, she also gave like a second message, which is, and I remember. She was basically saying, I'm watching you and I remember everything. So just to like sit on my porch and sit on my lovely bench and rock back and forth and watch the rainfall sounds like a wonderful idea in practice. But the problem is, is that I live in a surveillance state apparently here on Forest Avenue and she's always watching and it's so weird. And I wish that she hadn't have made it clear that she was watching and she remembers. And I probably, even if I didn't know that, I probably wouldn't want to sit on my porch because it's just weird having a staring contest with someone. It's just strange. So anyway, and then it's also like really rude for me to like be sitting on my porch when she's not out there. And then when she comes out to go inside, I feel like that's just rude to do to her. So it's just like really strange. I do have a back porch. And so my compromise to this internet suggestion is maybe I'll go sit on the back porch one night. The thing is, is that all of our patio furniture is wet because it's been raining as though the ark needs to be built and float away. So lots of rain. Really, it's too wet to sit outside right now where I could have privacy. Okay, so those were the three internet things that I thought were stupid. But then I started reading some more because I was like, I can't just bypass everything and just think everything's stupid. So other ways to be a human being versus a human doing. And these were things that I related to. A human doing is always constantly stimulated. There's always something going on. So their headphones are on, they're constantly going to movies, TV's always on, media's always going on at some point. And when I'm at work, um, when I'm not at schools, I'm sitting at my desk and I have my headphones on because I really just, that's how I focus and go to go to work. And then when I come home, when I am at schools, I listen to podcasts. So I saw that that was going to be a potential problem if I'm like listening to music and constantly stimulated at work and then coming home and then doing the same thing because Tina's not here. So headphones always being on is something I recognized that I needed to work on and the constant stimulation. Another thing that it said was you should slow down your breathing. I'm always moving like super fast. I'm always like trying to get things done and I'm not thinking and being practical about my breathing. So slowing down my breathing was something that I thought was an important thing to recognize in myself. And then another thing that it said is get out in nature. And that's like a constant thing you always hear about when you're stressed out. But one of the internet websites said, look at something natural, look at a natural, like go and stand in front of a tree and just look at it as opposed to looking at a screen or looking at something made by man's hands. Like look at something natural. And I thought that was a pretty interesting way of putting it. So today at the office, I actually like went to a window and just stared at a tree for a little bit and I felt better. So nature was another thing that it said and stay away from constant stimulation. Okay, other suggestions that it had and these ones start getting a little more difficult. This one's not so much phone off at 9 p.m. So that means like you're not reading any websites, you're not checking social media, phone off at 9 p.m. Which I could do, except Tina's an hour behind and so she's probably gonna wanna call me at nine or 10 to say goodnight, which is late for me. Anyway, we'll figure that out. 
These last two are the ones, and correct me if I'm wrong, people, these sound terrifying to me. Okay, eat dinner without the television on. We don't eat at the dinner table. Like, we don't. We eat on the couch and we watch TV. And I do that when I'm home alone, too. So eating dinner without the TV on sounds difficult, but once things dry out, I feel like I could eat on that back patio in privacy and eat without the TV on and it'd be pretty easy. But here's the one that's the craziest. So to be a human being, to test yourself, to see if you can just be, don't listen to music or anything on the radio while you're commuting to work or from work. That's crazy. But also it seems like a really good challenge. I don't know. So all these challenges can be a little daunting. And what I decided to do is just kind of piece them out with the end goal being taking a trip to work without having any music on. I'm not ready to get there yet because I love my music in the morning, but who knows? In 11 days, I might be like totally ready. I don't know. All right. I came up with this idea that really kind of like goes back to like my camp mindset 11 years ago like camp you have a lot of scheduled out things so the kids have routine but they have entertainment and there's something going on and there's expectations that you know the kids will be actively engaged somehow and I was really worried that if I came home from work I would just sit on the couch and do nothing and be super depressed so today I came up with this idea of just kind of scheduling out for myself activities like I was a camper so come home change clothes, wash my face, kickstart any kind of dinner needs, like thawing out any meats or anything. That's the first half hour I get home. Then for the next half hour, doing some sort of movement, whether that's yoga, running on the treadmill or doing a dog walk. And Lord knows the dogs need to go outside because it's been raining so much and dog walks are a really nice way to like connect with nature, right? So that's an idea. So movement is important to keep moving when you come home and don't just go on the couch. So then I have for another half hour, do a chore, make the house look nice, do something for the house that makes it still keep fresh. So if it's, if it's like laundry, gardening, taking care of the birds, whatever, do something around the house. Six o'clock is always dinner time for the pets. And then from six to seven, after I feed the pets, asking myself a question, which my therapist suggested I ask, which is what's good for me? Like what's a good thing for me to do? So that could be painting, that could be podcasting like I'm doing right now, look like brushing up on my ukulele, beginning exercises and stuff like that, gardening, like what's good for me today? Like taking a second and asking like, what would be good for me to do? After I do that for an hour, then have dinner, and then just kind of like do whatever I want afterwards, whether that's more chores, um, writing for our Murder She Wrote episode. And then I've got something here. Whoa, WGFM, that stands for what's good for me. I was like, that's an abbreviation I don't understand. Then bedtime would be 10.30. So just kind of like scheduling out what to do during the day. So that was my thought for my 11 day challenge is like having kind of like a little schedule of stuff to do. So today was the first day of the 11 day challenge. How did I do? How did it go? All right. So I came home, I listened to music the whole way home and went back and forth between panic attacks of like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And I got this. It was very much black and white. Like I can't do this. Yes, I can do this. I can't do this. Yes, I can do this. 
I get home. It took me a little bit to get moving, to like change my clothes and wash my face. Um, I had to check the house for any dog messes because they've not been going outside to go to the bathroom. So I knew immediately that I needed to like take them on a walk. So that was the first thing we did is we did a nice long dog walk outside. We went and looked at how high the river was. It was so freaking high. Um, and we did all sorts of fun stuff, just me and the puppos, which was fun. Buster and Clementine really appreciated it. And then I came home, noticed that the birds didn't have any food. So I decided that my make the house happy activity that I do next was to feed the birds and take care of a couple of like gardening things that I couldn't do because it was raining. So that was my make the house fresh and happy thing. Then I fed everybody, the turtles and the dogs. And my what's good for me moment is doing this with you guys. Um, I've already checked in with Tina and I'm feeling pretty good. We're going to have leftover tacos for dinner. And then I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I really very firmly feel like I don't want to be super social. Like I've got one thing to do this weekend and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't want to be on the phone all the time. I'm not wanting to text anybody. And I'm wondering if like that need to just not be social is to really help me. Maybe it was like this underlying thing inside of me that's like, I need to just be. Like maybe that was just something deep in my core that's like, you gotta just be you and explore you right now. And I'm like, okay, sure, why not? I will give it a try. So far, I've not gone crazy, but this is the introduction of the 11 day challenge. What I'm gonna do maybe about two or three more times during these 11 days is check in probably like two more times and then do like a conclusion episode with Tina. So like at least twice during these 11 days, I'm gonna check in with you guys to let you guys know how it's going. Have I painted anything? Am I writing anything? Whatever, maybe I'll write a song. No, I don't, I don't like the, one of the things my therapist said is that it's not a good idea to like make really lofty goals and make it like a pass fail thing. And that's really hard for me. It's really hard for me to be talking to an empty microphone right now without really like a plan. It's really hard for me to like not have deliverables, but those are all human doing things. And I want to try to be a human being. So we'll check in in the next couple of days, probably over the weekend, because I think the weekend's going to be the hardest of how I'm doing. And if I go crazy, I'm not going to fail because I'll just call up a friend and go hang out with them. And maybe that's what I need. But right now I'm on Walden Pond with my dogs doing my thing. Tina's at Nebraska doing work. And what I'm actually going to leave you with as a bonus part of the episode is something Tina and I recorded before she left for Nebraska. Um, what we did is we watched the Frozen trailer. We were so excited about the Frozen 2 trailer. We watched it and we, we figured since we did a teaser talk back that we should at least give you our thoughts on the trailer. So that's what we're going to fade into next. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll be back with you another time in the next two weeks for an update on the 11 day challenge. Bye for now. Now that the Frozen 2 trailer is out, what are your thoughts? I think you have more thoughts on it than I do. I would like to hear yours first. I need to rewatch. I'm like, wait, what? So she's going back to, she's going back to learn about history of her family or of <laughs> her. I don't know. I have a lot of questions still. All right. Well, maybe we should watch it again before we talk about it. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. All right. So we just watched it for a second time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What do you think? 
So what's happening? Okay, we're so gonna go back and we're so gonna go back and watch it again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want this to be like, and we've watched it for a seventh time. <laughs> so she's going to try to save the world from something we don't know. The past isn't what it seems, so she has to go to the north to find the truth. There's still so many questions. Is the horse a Dementor? <laughs> What's going on? Wow. Okay, so I don't, I mean, I think, oh my god, I don't know what we just saw. Like, at first you're watching the trailer. Is the horse her spirit animal? Is, is like, she a horse? Can she give birth to horses? Is the horse following her? Did the horse give her her powers? She's seen apparitions underwater. Like, yeah, the apparitions. That was like the coolest part for me. Was like there is a horse underwater, and then it just disappeared. And she like, doesn't. Is that her parents? She doesn't look phased at all. <laughs> no, like she's been seeing these for a while now. She's been seeing horses for quite some time. Tell me your thoughts. I think there's giants in this one. I don't know. Well, I mean, every Disney movie, every Disney princess has to have a horse, and her horse is just an apparition water horse. So, tick. Not check. a seahorse. Not a seahorse. Water. Horse underwater. Um, so, like, I'm watching the trailer the first time, and I'm like, this is just the teaser. This is where she's trying to climb over the water. Right. And again, I'm reminded of how beautiful that water looks yeah that water is animated so realistically Mm -hmm. so there's Mm -hmm. that and then she's also it's fun to watch her use her powers it is fun fun. to watch her use her powers and i don't know if this i feel like there's some sort of threat but i think maybe the threat is herself and she needs to go to the north to find more out more about her i don't know because he's like he's like we used to think we used to be afraid that her powers were too much for this world now we're hoping it's enough Yes. So, I mean, there's a threat. I don't know if I necessarily care about the threat. It seems to me like the thread of the movie, not the threat, uh-huh. but the point of the movie is that Elsa needs to learn more about herself. And the questions that we as an audience had about the genesis of her powers are going to be addressed in this movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, when, when those rocks were rolling, I was like, is Elsa in charge of oh, rocks, the trolls. too? And then they turned into the trolls. I'm like, I'm glad that the trolls are coming back. That they're not just going to be like, we're a silly song about how you should like him even though he's flawed. Like, that song was super annoying. Uh-huh. And I'm glad that the trolls are coming back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. I'm not, like, uh-huh. super glad, but I'm like, at least they weren't throwaway characters. Hmm. I loved all of the outfits. I'm wondering if Elsa has more than just ice powers. That's what I'm wondering. Hmm. I mean, it's still called hmm. Frozen. It wouldn't be frozen and other stuff. Right. Or, because nothing would be called elements. Elements. Ooh, Elsa, elements. Oh. It's a very serious tone to the trailer. And I'm okay with it. You see Olaf, but it's going to be interesting to see how they mix this, I mean, how they, the tone that's set throughout the most of the movie, you know? Yes. Obviously, like, Olaf is probably still going to be some comic relief. Mm Mm-hmm. But the the trailer does not. It's more magic and wonder than goofy and fun, for sure. I like that they're not undermining the seriousness of Elsa learning more about herself. It's not like undercut with fart jokes and winter is fun when you stay home and cuddle, and then I won't. I'll become a happy snow. Like they like. I like that the seriousness of her embarking on a journey of self discovery is not undercut by a bunch of dumb jokes. The the other than the troll. 
there's no men speaking in this no. at all. Kristoff's the there. He's happy there. About that. But we don't hear him. I love all the outfits. I the one thing that has me concerned is I'm like I really don't want Anna to model for children. I will be the one that saves her. I will be the one that protects her. Like, no, you're on this journey together and you're supporting her, but you don't have to be like her protector. You just have to be there for her. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering like kind of like what angle they're going to take with Anna. And I hope they give I hope that she's not a supporting character in this. I hope that she has an arc as well. That would be nice. Of like Maybe it starts out where she's like, I'm going to protect her. I'm going to save her. But then it's like, no, I'm just going to be there and support her. I really feel like the Frozen movies are a gay allegory. And I think that it's like, maybe Anna's like the family member that's like, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it better. And it's like, no, that's not what Elsa needed. She just needed someone to go on this journey with her and hold her hand mm-hmm. and be there with her, but not do it for her or save her. I found it interesting that the there were also light apparitions. Yes. Like, that the she trees looked at, and there was the a horse. horse. Yeah. And then Marshmallow, which is that giant snow creature that she made to, bu- to guard the castle, it kind of looked like Marshmallow or mm-hmm. that giant that she was hiding from. Maybe those are both, like, things that she's been able to create that come back to... But she looked excited about it. I don't know. I think it's either going to be... It looks scary to me. Like, Kristoff was, like, grabbing Anna. I thought it was a proper action film starring girls. And I thought it was super... Like, a proper action fantasy movie starring girls. Well, I, I hope it will be. It. I mean, it was just a trailer, so... I wouldn't I, get much more out of the trailer. I mean... I think that's intentional. No, we did not get much more. I was a little right. pissed. Right. Like, you expect to get more of the plot, and all we got is that she's going to be going to learn something. Well, we kind of already figured that there was something along those lines. It was just made more explicit. Right. It was just clearly stated, you're going to go... What you know is not what you... Is not everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't feel like they told us very much. I just think it's just going to be a journey of self-discovery for her with fantasy action. Were you going to say fat? Faction is what I was trying to fantasy act. I don't, I'm I'm tired. So I'm just like really excited about it. Like, I don't don't know what to expect. And I kind of also like that it's being, you know, subversive in the fact that we're not getting a lot of information. Well, it comes out in November, so maybe we can see it for my birthday. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, here's something. Sorry. I realized. Remember those diamonds that, like, just appear in the sky? And we talked Uh about it last uh time. We thought it was, like, an intruder or something bad. And it seems to me like this is something that comes from Elsa. Yes. But see, I guess they do look like diamonds, but I I always think of them as snowflakes. Well, yeah, she does make snow, but, like, I think they are... They do. They are in shape of diamonds. Like, diamonds on diamonds. Diamonds making the form of a diamond? Anyway, they came back, and it looked like it was directly caused by her. Ooh, oh. it's time to take your medicine. It sure is. Anyway, that was the only other thing to add. Yeah, I don't know, man. All right. We still got that poster with all the different uh, elements or shapes or whatever that were in it. We were trying to decipher last time. Oh, yeah, we did. All right, well. I got to go peace out. She's got to peace out. This has been a real good conversation.